Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Having trained more than 24,000 vets. Helping you and your fur babies thrive. Live in studio, it's Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura. Answering your pet behavior and training questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host and favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Good Saturday morning, everybody. I'm your host, Will Bangora, and you are listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Well, I'm here to help you. Perhaps you've got a dog that's just pulling you down the street or jumping or digging or barking. Maybe you got a cat that scratches everywhere but it's scratching post. Well, give us a call. If you're in Phoenix, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. Give us a call. Yeah, this is a story of famous dog. For the dog that chases his tail, we'll be busy. These are happy dogs. Rhythmic dogs. I like dogs. House dogs. Sick dogs. Dogs of the world night. Dancing dogs. Welcome to Pet Talk today, folks. Uh, in the studio, I have joining me, next to me, the beautiful Brittany Duchesne. How are you today? Good, good. Thank you. How are you? How was your week? My week was busy, very, very busy, but uh, it, was, it was a good week. And, and like I said last week, and I will say it again, hey, the weather's getting nicer. And when the weather gets nicer, I get to bring the dog out more. And when I get to bring out dog out more, we get to train more, and we're both happier as a result of that. How was your week? It was good, busy as well. A lot of lot of calls, a lot more playtime with the boys in the backyard since it's been cooling off. Oh, very good. And you're going somewhere after the show today, aren't you? I am. I'm going to go up north and enjoy even cooler weather. Yeah, what's going on? They are currently doing a gem event at one of the vortexes in Sedona. So get to do some cool rituals up north. Get some good vibes going yep. from that vortex. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, today we're going to have a good show. We are going to, obviously, one of the things we do is uh, if you have a pet behavior problem, a training question, uh, we take your call. So if you do have a problem with your dog or your cat, give us a call. Um, we want to answer those questions and help you deal with those problems and correct those problems once and for all. Also, we have uh, a bunch of email questions that uh, came in. We want to get to those as well today, if possible. Um, but first, uh, I always do a little segment every once in a while where I, it, it's pet talk in the news because we get some interesting uh, news stories. And, you know, we talk a lot about aggression, 
And I talk a lot about aggression like, hey, uh, most people underestimate how difficult aggression is. And most people don't realize how much time it takes and how much work it takes, um, even for extremely experienced professionals. So if you have a dog that's aggressive, make sure that uh, you hire a professional. Don't try to do it on your own. Now, uh, this is a story about a pit bull, and I don't want anybody to think I'm against or anti-pit bull because I really like pit bulls, okay? But this one happens to be about a pit bull. And uh, this is an article out of the South Florida Sun Sentinel, and the title is, Pitbull is euthanized after mauling the face of an 11-year-old boy. It says here, a Coral Springs woman and her two sons are recovering from bite wounds and the dog that attacked them has been euthanized. The Pitbull came to live with the family a month ago when its owner brought it to them, hoping in time this dog's aggression would be tamed. Okay, so... The owner knows that this dog is aggressive, and she's hoping once and for all the aggression is going to be tamed. So this has been going on for a while. This is not something new. This is something that obviously was serious, and she sends it to this family. Okay? And and for that month, the boys in that family, who are 11 and 12 years of age, fell in love with the dog that their father, here we go, a professional dog trainer had been working with. Again, a professional dog trainer had been working with. He allowed this aggressive pit bull to come into his home because he's doing a board and train. Okay? Which, if you know anything about me, you know I'm anti-board and train. You need to be involved in your training. Don't send your dog away for training. If it's aggression, it's not going to work anyway. Okay? So the dog stayed there for a month. The 11 and 12-year-old children fell in love with this dog, but now the dog's dead. And the boys are hospitalized after the dog turned on them, mauling the face of the 11-year-old and biting the 12-year-old as well as the boy's mother. The Coral Springs Police Department said no one saw this coming. Really? No one saw this coming. Please. The dog was euthanized after the owner who surrendered it to the family for training found out about Friday's attack. The boys had come to love the dog so much they were hoping that they could keep it and not have it go back home. The police said it's a tough situation for everybody. What triggered the dog to first attack the 11-year-old is unknown. His facial injuries were extensive, and he was taken by air ambulance to the hospital. What is known is how deftly the older brother, all of 12, jumped into action after being attacked himself. That Listen to this. That This is horrific. The 12-year-old raced to grab a knife, plunging it into the dog to save his family. You think this child's going to want a dog again? Mm. You think that a 12-year-old is going to be traumatized by not only his brother and himself and his mother being attacked and his brother being mauled in the face? This is a professional dog trainer. The family's been running a dog training program. I'm not even going to name it. I'm not naming the, the trainer. I'm not naming the name of the training company. 
okay? Because I'm not trying to harm this one individual. But but there's a point here, and there's a lesson here, okay? So they've been running a dog training program since 2018, okay? Um and according to the website for the business, uh, this trainer first started working with dogs in 2000 when he was a military police canine handler. Now, that's important, too, about a military police canine handler. He was also, this trainer was also a training instructor and kennel master. And it says that the business specializes in dogs with behavior issues as well as new pet owners. The trainer could not be reached for comment. You know, if a professional trainer can't be on their toes enough and observant enough when they know they brought an aggressive pit bull into their own home to allow their 11 and 12 year old to be mauled. Now, here's the other thing, folks. You know how I talked about the 12 year old plunging that knife into the dog to save his family? Where was the father? Where was the trainer? Where was the father, the trainer, the one person that's supposed to know how to handle dog aggression? Why did he leave this dog alone with his children? Nowhere in there does it say that the wife's a trainer. We're going to talk more about aggression as things go on. But uh, this is a very serious thing, and, and we need to talk about this because you need to hear about this because this is an important story, and there's a lot of reasons why. I'm your host, Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. If you've got a question about your pet's behavior, maybe you've got a dog or a cat that's out of control, give us a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Don't go away. We'll be right back. dog that needs obedience training? Is your dog's bad behavior driving you crazy? You love your dog and choosing the right dog trainer is important. Hiring a dog trainer that you can trust may be what's most important. Phoenix Dog Training is the most trusted dog training company in Arizona. Phoenix Dog Training is accredited with the Better Business Bureau and has an A-plus rating that you can trust. Having an untrained and unruly dog can be frustrating, embarrassing, and even costly. All that can change with one phone call to Phoenix Dog Training. For over 30 years, Phoenix Dog Training has been the Valley's number one choice for thousands of happy dog owners. Phoenix Dog Training is the winner of the Phoenix Award for Best Dog Behavior Training and Impressive seven years in a row. Say goodbye to your dog's bad behavior and hello to the dog of your dreams. Call Phoenix Dog Training today at 602-769-1411. That's 602-769-1411. Or visit them on the web at phoenixdogtraining.com. 
I can't control my emotions. my emotions. I can't get these thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. I sleep all day. I sleep all day. Or I can't sleep at all. I can't sleep at all. If I can't concentrate, I'm going to fail again. I'm going to fail again. Fail again. Why would anyone want to be with me? want to be with me? My heart is beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. I just can't live like this anymore. Like this anymore. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. It takes courage to reach out for help. At Mesa Psychiatry, we'll help you find the peace and calmness that's been missing for so long. Depression, fear, and anxiety don't have to define you. Together at Mesa Psychiatry, we'll begin the process of restoring your confidence and emotional well-being, bringing joy and happiness back into your life. Begin the journey of healing today by calling Mesa Psychiatry at 480-882-1014. That's 480-882-1014. Or schedule an appointment online at mesapsychiatry.com. Are you planning a trip or just going away for a day or two? I want to take a minute to talk about the folks at Paw Nanny Tammy. It's difficult to leave a pet behind. It's even more difficult for your pet. Forget sending your pet to a stressful boarding and kennel facility and instead give your pet and furry best friend the gift of relaxation. Staying at home with one of the professional in-home pet sitters at Paw Nanny Tammy. Your pet will love chilling out with Tammy or one of her team members who will be playing with and taking care of your pet 24 hours a day where it's most comfortable, your pet's home. The other awesome thing is that they can bring in mail, water plants, trees, and even your lawn. Call Pawn Annie Tammy to inquire about having them stay with your pet while you're away. They even offer a free meet and greet to make sure that it's the perfect fit. Call 602-472-4360. That's 602-472-4360. Or visit their website, pawnannytammy.com. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura. Good Saturday morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. I'm Will Angura, your host, and you're listening to the Pet Talk Today show on 1100 KFNX, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Well, I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. Call me right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone and give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, call toll-free at 866-536-1100. Before we, uh, before we went to break, I was talking about an article and I was talking about, uh, the 11 and 12 year old boy and the mother in Coral Springs, Florida that were mauled by a pit bull. This is a pit bull that, uh, 
needed training. The owner knew that the dog was aggressive and gave it to a trainer. The trainer took it into its home, um, and it was the home where this 11- and 12-year-old child are. And the reason I bring this up is because if a trainer can make such a huge mistake, definitely a dog owner can make a big mistake. It's extremely difficult to be able to manage a dog with real aggression. And you always have to err on the side of caution. You have to assume that any moment that dog's going to be aggressive. You know, because the problem is most dogs, 99% of the time, they're fantastic. That's why this 11-year-old and 12-year-old child wanted to keep the dog. And I know it's frustrating when you've got a dog like this that 99% of the time it's fantastic until it wants to rip the face off of somebody. The other thing I want to talk about in, in about this article is that regular dog trainers typically do not have the skill set and the knowledge to deal with real aggression. They're obedience trainers. They deal with teaching your dog to heal, to sit, to lay down, to come when called. They're not behaviorists. Yeah, they might help with nuisance behaviors, jumping, digging. But real problems that take a very long time to deal with, like severe anxiety, severe fear, severe aggression, you need to look for a behaviorist to help you with that. The other thing is a lot of people think, hey, if they were handling dogs in the military, they got to be great. Got news for you, folks. Military canine handlers don't train dogs. They get the dogs trained. They take a course on how to handle them. It's like taking a course on learning how to drive a motorcycle. It's a course on learning how to drive the dog, basically. Okay. So aggression is very, very tough, and make sure you hire a professional. It's no joking matter. I think we're going to go ahead and see if we got somebody on the phone. Brittany, do we have anybody waiting for us? Yes, we do. We have Marta in Phoenix. Marta in Phoenix. Hey, Marta. Welcome to Pet Talk today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How can I help you? So I have my dog. She's four years old. She's a, I rescued her. She's a mix of Labrador with Australian Cadence. Mm-hmm. And I go with her every day for a walk. But uh, it's, it's a little very uncomfortable that as she starts barking to other dogs, as soon as she sees other dogs, she barks and it looks like that she wants to attack them. But uh, she can never attack nobody. Uh, but it's, it's embarrassing. And also it's very hard because she's very strong. She pulled me mm-hmm. when she sees other dogs. So I'm in the point that I don't want to go for a walk with the dog anymore. Hey, I understand. I understand. Let me ask you a question. Um, has your dog ever interact with other dogs? Not really. Not really? No. Okay. And and I was trying to understand what you're saying. Um, when your dog's barking at these other dogs and you're on a walk, is it just excited and happy and maybe wants to see them, or, or is it an aggressive type behavior? Um, I, I think she's not aggressive, but... She, she barks and, and she goes and wants to be in top of the other mm-hmm. dog, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't think she wants to bite the yeah. other dog. Okay. But if the do- other dog uh, gets tidy back, I don't know what can happen. Yeah. 
Well, there's a couple things here. And one of the things is being able to teach your dog to actually walk and pay attention to you and filter out distractions like other dogs. Okay. Um, when we teach a dog to walk, it's not about just going for a walk. It's, it's teaching the dog to follow you, to look at you, to stay in a certain position next to you. Okay. And to filter out all the distractions around it. Now, the problem is, is that when people try to teach your dogs to walk, they just go for a walk. And that gives the dog all kinds of opportunity to get in front of you, get beside you, stop, sniff, pull, pee, bark at other dogs, and do everything but stay next to you on a loose leash, paying attention to you, filtering out all the distractions. And so what we need to begin to do is start teaching a dog to stay next to us and pay attention with two steps and then three steps and four steps and five steps. And eventually it turns into a walk. And the best thing you can do if you and your dog are facing north, when you start that walk, you go south. Make a 180 U-turn on your dog. That puts the dog behind you immediately. The dog's going to start to catch up to you. When the dog's eyes get to your leg, make a 180-degree U-turn, head the opposite direction. That puts the dog behind you. Then the dog's going to, again, catch up when its eyes get to your leg. You're going to make a 180-degree U-turn, and again, that puts the dog behind you. Don't worry about going more than 8 to 10 steps without making a U-turn. Even if your dog's right next to you perfect, after no more than 8 to 10 steps, I want you to make a U-turn. And every time you make a U-turn and the dog catches up to you, I want you to praise the dog. The more turns you make in quick succession, your dog's going to start looking up at you. It's like, where are you going? Are we turning again? Where are we going? Are we turning again? Where are we going? What's going on here? How come we're not keep, how come we keep changing direction? He's going to start checking you out. And that's the beginning of your dog paying attention to you and filtering out the other dogs. And that's the first thing you need to work at. And you need to begin to do this in areas where there aren't a lot of dogs or where there's enough distance that your dog's not having a meltdown. You're not ready to try to train your dog to do these things. So close to another dog, when your dog starts barking, there's no point in trying to train the dog there. You're too close. The dog's not ready for that. It's a gradual process of getting your dog under control at a distance that it can handle. And then little by little, as that happens, getting closer and closer over a period of days and weeks and, and maybe months. You can't work faster than your dog's pace. But the biggest thing is... Let's say you're walking down the street. As soon as your dog notices another dog, make that U-turn and start walking. When the dog turns to follow you, praise the dog. Then turn back towards that dog. That's a distraction your dog was barking at. And as soon as your dog even shows interest again, make the U-turn. Reward the dog for following you. It's a, it's a gradual, slow process. Okay. Now, that's teaching it. Now, once your dog understands what you want and then your dog makes a mistake, well, you can certainly give your dog a correction. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there, there's a lot of trainers out there that are anti-correction. They think that you're going to train a dog by ignoring all bad behavior. They think that you're going to have a well-trained dog by just giving it cookies and treats. And, and here's the problem. And you tell me this, Marta. When you're out for a walk and your dog gets excited and wants to bark at those other dogs, does your dog care about taking a treat? Mm. No. No. No, because getting to the dog has greater value. It's more important. 
It's more important to your dog to get to that other dog that has more value than the food reward. And so guess what? If the food reward isn't valuable enough to get the dog to do the behavior, then positive reinforcement won't work. And if positive reinforcement won't work, then we got to use negative reinforcement. And negative reinforcement means putting a little pressure on the dog. So maybe a little leash and collar pressure. Nothing abusive, nothing that's going to hurt the dog, nothing that's going to cause fear or pain or intimidation, but just a little bit of upward pressure. So what you're going to do when your dog starts barking is you're going to take your leash and you're going to do this slowly and gradually and gently. You're just going to lift upward. Now, it's okay if your dog's front feet, its paws, are just slightly up off the ground and you hold the dog there for about two seconds. Say quiet when you do that and lower the dog. If the dog starts barking again, say quiet and lift the dog. What the dog's going to understand is that there is pressure when it does the wrong thing and it's going to learn to stop doing that. I'm your host, Will Bangora. You're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where we're taking your calls and answering your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10. If you have a question, give us a call. The number is 602-277-5369. We're going to take a break for news. We'll be right back. CBS News, every 30 minutes, 24-7, 365, exclusively on 1100 KFNX. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies, answering questions, some even ridiculous, and taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Tells me that he's sick of this house. He never says, Why don't you get off that couch? He don't cost me nothing when he wants to go out. I want you to love me like my dog. He never says, I need a new attitude. Him and my sister ain't always in. Everybody, welcome back, everybody. I'm Will Bangura. You're listening to Pet Talk today, and that was Billy Currington, like my dog, one of my favorite favorite songs. You're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you got a crazy cat or an out of control dog that desperately needs some training, and is it driving you crazy? Are you fed up with your pet's behavior, just not listening? Well, I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. Give me a call and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone. 
give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. So those outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. Hey, Brittany, did you happen to see that uh, viral video that has been going around on the internet it's of this cat panting like crazy like a dog i have not you're not well here's the thing if your cat has been panting like a dog here's why and and it's a huge problem okay so folks if you've seen a cat panting like a dog in a viral video or even in person you may have thought it was cute or funny. However, cats do not pant. They just don't. Unlike how dogs regulate their temperature by panting after a rigorous romp in the yard or running in circles, cats don't do that. In fact, cats should not pant at all. So if cats are panting, there's something wrong. If, if a cat is panting, it's probably for one of two reasons. If, if the cat is stressed out, they might start panting because of anxiety. This should not be prolonged. This should be very temporary. The other reason your cat might be panting is because of a serious health issue. Heat stroke. In Arizona, that can certainly happen. Heart disease. Okay? Respiratory crisis. Asthma attacks. These could all be causing the panting. Panting's never a good sign with a cat. Well, well, dogs regulate body temperature by panting. Cats do not. So don't write it off as just that. If you see your cat panting, you need to take your cat to your vet ASAP. All right. Um, do we have any e- – let, let's go to some email questions. We haven't done that in a while. What, what do we have got here? We do have another call on the line We as do. Well. Oh, well, let's take the call first. Who do we have? Perfect. We have Jean in Cave Creek. Jean in Cave Creek. Hey, Jean, welcome to Pet Talk today. Thank you. Uh, I have a dog. He is uh, a puggle. Okay. Okay. And uh, I got him when he was age two from a shelter, and he's about 10 now, and he has terrible, terrible anxiety attacks. So when I leave the house, he goes to the door, and he keeps licking it. If I'm gone two hours, he will lick it until he is, you know, exact. Just, he keeps licking till I come home. If it's a patio door and it's a glass door, you will keep licking it. And when I come home, the saliva is a lot. Yeah. And I don't know how to keep him from doing this. Sure, sure. So, Gene, when you've got a dog where there's that kind of saliva and there's just a ton of it, you know, dogs don't sweat per se. Okay. And they regulate their temperature, you know, through panting and also through their paws. But when we've got a dog that has that incredible excessive salivation, that's a panic attack. It's like a person that has a panic attack and they just break into this crazy cold sweat. Okay. Yep. And when we have that, it's severe. And when your dog is licking the wall like that, the anxiety is severe and your dog's trying to Deal with that, and it's going into obsessive compulsive behavior. Okay, that's a you've got severe, severe separation anxiety. Okay, yeah. And when it's that severe, that warrants you getting in touch with your veterinarian and talking to your vet 
about behavioral medicine. Now, the two best medications that are out there, and I'm not giving medical advice. I'm giving you my experience. Okay, I'm not a veterinarian. Let me just say that. You need to talk to your vet about it. But the two best medications out there for dogs for the separation anxiety, one is uh, clomipramine, and I'll spell that for you in a second. The other one is Prozac. Okay, so clomipramine and Prozac. Clomipramine, C-L-O-M-I-P-R-A-M-I-N-E. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of people might say, hey, I don't want to use medication. You know, let, let's do training and behavior modification. Well, there are some times when it's so severe that you are not going to be able to do anything for that dog training and behavior modification-wise because it's too panicked. And that's where the behavioral medicine comes in. And what we know, Gene, is that dogs that have that kind of problem do have a serotonin deficiency, okay? We've got veterinary research hospitals at veterinary schools, universities um, that have studied these dogs, that um, they've done spinal taps, they've taken cerebral spinal fluid from these dogs, and, you know, dogs that have very, 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 very severe anxiety, uh, typically there's a serotonin deficiency and, um, these medications can really help with that. Now you have to be a little patient because, you know, there's a low end of the dose and a high end of the dose and it takes time to find what the right dose is that's going to work. So if you start on the low end of the dose and you, your dog's not uh, responding well to the medication, don't give up. Just have the veterinarian increase it, you know, and you'll probably find a dose, um, that's going to work well for your dog. Now, if after the medication you're still having problems with separation anxiety, uh, but it's gotten much better, that's that's when you need to probably call a trainer. Because again, Gene, you've got a serious problem uh, with this, and and it's going to take uh, a serious uh, training and behavior modification program to to really help that out. But the first thing I would do, Gene, and and I'm not the type of person that, you know, immediately goes to medication. But this is one of those situations where um, that that's going to be your first step is to go ahead and contact your veterinarian. Okay? You've got to be the sweetest guy in the world. I just moved here from California, and I didn't realize that there was a possible cure or well, better. it's a, it's a, Gene, it's a treatment. You know, there's no real such thing as a cure, but you know, I'm sure the medication can, you know, decrease that anxiety, whether it's going to be by 10%, 20, 30, 40, 50%. We just don't know. Okay. But the poor, the poor dog is suffering and, and we need to get some relief. So, uh, get in touch with your vet. Okay. Give a call to your vet. We'll do that. All right, Gene. I'll tip back with you, okay? Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, let us know if you do that, and after your dog's been on the medication for a while, because it takes time for it to work. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, but, yeah, give us a call. Let us know how your dog is doing. Okay? Will do. All Thank right. you so much. Thanks, Gene. Really Bye. appreciate you giving Thank the call. You. Thank you. So they just came out not too long ago with uh, the cities that uh, have the most uh, dog bites. And let's see, what do we have here? Number one, or excuse me, states. California was the number one uh, state uh, as far as dog bites go. Uh, looks like they had about 777. Then Texas was number two with 491 dog bites. Ohio, number three. I didn't expect that. 378, Illinois, 323, New York, 
320 bytes, and, and it goes on and on. The good news is, if you're wondering about Phoenix, let's see, where did Phoenix come in here? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 22. Phoenix came in at 22, so not bad. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be going to break here in just a second. Uh, I'm your host, Will Bangora, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. If you've got a question about your pet's behavior, maybe you've got a dog or a cat that's out of control, give us a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, you can give us a call at 602 277 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix can call toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. We'll be right back. Don't go away. I can't control my emotions. my emotions. I can't get these thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. I sleep all day. I sleep all day. Or I can't sleep at all. I can't sleep at all. If I can't concentrate, I'm going to fail again. I'm going to fail again. Fail again. Why would anyone want to be with me? Want to be with me? My heart is beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. I just can't live like this anymore. Like this anymore. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. It takes courage to reach out for help. At Mesa Psychiatry, we'll help you find the peace and calmness that's been missing for so long. Depression, fear, and anxiety don't have to define you. Together at Mesa Psychiatry, we'll begin the process of restoring your confidence and emotional well-being, bringing joy and happiness back into your life. Begin the journey of healing today by calling Mesa Psychiatry at 480-882-1014. That's 480-882-1014. Or schedule an appointment online at mesapsychiatry.com. KFNX Cave Creek. Are you planning a trip or just going away for a day or two? I want to take a minute to talk about the folks at Paw Nanny Tammy. It's difficult to leave a pet behind. It's even more difficult for your pet. Forget sending your pet to a stressful boarding and kennel facility and instead give your pet and furry best friend the gift of relaxation. Staying at home with one of the professional in-home pet sitters at Paw Nanny Tammy. Your pet will love chilling out with Tammy or one of her team members who will be playing with and taking care of your pet 24 hours a day where it's most comfortable, your pet's home. The other awesome thing is that they can bring in mail, water plants, trees, and even your lawn. Call Pawn Annie Tammy to inquire about having them stay with your pet while you're away. They even offer a free meet and greet to make sure that it's the perfect fit. Call 602-472-4360. That's 602-472-4360. Or visit their website, pawnannytammy.com. Dog that needs obedience training? Is your dog's bad behavior driving you crazy? You love your dog and choosing the right dog trainer is important. Hiring a dog trainer that you can trust may be what's most important. Phoenix Dog Training is the most trusted dog training company in Arizona. Phoenix Dog Training is accredited with the Better Business Bureau and has an A-plus rating that you can trust. Having an untrained and unruly dog can be frustrating, embarrassing, and even costly. All that can change with one phone call to Phoenix Dog Training. 
training. For over 30 years, Phoenix Dog Training has been the Valley's number one choice for thousands of happy dog owners. Phoenix Dog Training is the winner of the Phoenix Award for Best Dog Behavior Training and Impressive seven years in a row. Say goodbye to your dog's bad behavior and hello to the dog of your dreams. Call Phoenix Dog Training today at 602-769-1411. That's 602-769-1411. Or visit them on the web at phoenixdogtraining.com. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100. KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet not listening? Well, I'm here to help you deal with all of those problems. Give me a call right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors for good. Pick up your phone. Give me a call if you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area. The number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. All right. It looks like we have Cheprin and Gilbert on the line. Cheprin. Cheprin and Gilbert, welcome to Pit Talk today. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Did, did we get your name correct? Eprin. What is it? Eprin. Eprin. Okay. That's an interesting. I do apologize. Name. No, that's okay. It's just a unique name. Hadn't heard that before. Hadn't heard that before. How can we help you? What kind of question do you have for us? So I have a lab mixed with a pit. She is about two or three years old, and we got her from the uh, pound. Mm-hmm. And we have another pet dog and we like to bring them around other dogs but she does not know how to play with another dog mm-hmm. that is smaller than her size mm-hmm. so you've got this dog the the rescue one and then Correct. if i understand correctly you've got another one in the house another dog in yes. the house. and do those get do those two get along at times they do they do okay do they fight not fight but just like play fight and then there's times where she is a little bit bigger than he is. Uh-huh. And then so sometimes he'll freak, get freaked out because she's like two or three times uh, bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. And what does freaked out mean? Kind of... Um, just scared sometimes or she might mm-hmm. nip on him a mm-hmm. little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and so he like backs off and runs away from her. Okay. So, you know, a couple of things. It sounds like they're kind of figuring it out on their own, which a lot of dogs do. A lot of dogs will figure it out on their own. If they're not, then you need to intervene, okay? You need to intervene and, you know, tell them no 
And if you say no and they don't stop, well, then your verbal correction of no is an interruption. It's not a correction. Corrections are unpleasant. That doesn't mean they have to be abusive. They shouldn't be abusive. They shouldn't cause pain or fear or intimidation. But a correction should be unpleasant. And, and that oftentimes is just giving a correction with a leash and a collar. You know, pressure on. When they're doing something wrong, pressure off. Um, now, the other thing I heard you say, if I understand you correctly, you want your dog to be around other dogs as well? Correct. Okay. I do want to take her to the dog park okay. or take her over to a yeah. friend's house mm-hmm. and um, be able to play. Yeah. Okay. But when she comes off, she seems too not too aggressive, yeah. but she's playing at the same time. Yeah. So I like the idea of you getting to the point where your dog can play with maybe some of your other friends' dogs that you know really well. Um, I don't like the idea of the dog park. I'm going to tell you why, okay? It's usually, it's usually not a matter of if, it's a matter of when your dog gets into an altercation at the dog park. You know, there's a lot of people that have dogs that, you know, have some serious issues, whether it's fear, anxiety, aggression. They're like, yeah, I got to get my dog socialized. Let me bring him to the dog park. And then that dog starts uh, being reactive or aggressive towards other dogs. Your dog could get in a fight and really destroy things, okay? The other thing, okay, I don't like dogs to get crazy excited around other dogs. And I don't go to the dog park for that reason. When my dog gets excited, when my dog gets amped up, it's because I want it to happen. And it's because I'm playing with my dog. Okay. Let me tell you why. Because if your dog's experiences every time it sees a dog, it's going to just go crazy. Well, every time your dog sees a dog, it's going to go crazy because that's what its experiences. And I don't want my dog going crazy every time it sees a dog. And, and you know, you may or may not agree with me, but I want my dogs to be able to be around other dogs, to be aloof, to be neutral, to not be afraid, to not be aggressive, but I could care less whether my dog plays with another dog. I could care less whether another dog is sniffing my dog's butt or my dog sniffing another dog's butt or because the thing about it is, is that the dog's not asking for that. We in America are obsessed with our dogs playing with everybody's dogs. Okay. And some dogs are just not that social. And they don't want yeah. it, and they don't want to do it. Now, it's not that I don't want dogs to play, but the introductions have to be very slow. An introduction has to start at a distance and you don't even let them connect and you read the body language and, and you really need to be doing a little bit of obedience work at a distance from the other dog to be able to say, Hey, can I keep my dog focused? Is my dog too fixated on the other dog? You read its body language and it lets you know, Hey, Am I ready to go a little closer to that dog? Okay. Um, and then watch the other dog's behavior, you know, because a lot of times they get excited and then all of a sudden here comes anxiety and then it becomes, you know, a fight. But getting your dog around these other dogs at a little bit of a distance where your dog's not freaking out. And, and what is that distance? I don't know. Maybe your dog freaks out at 40 feet, but doesn't freak out at 50. You start working at 50. And when your dog gets real comfortable there, then you start working closer to these other dogs. Maybe it's going to be, you know, at at uh, 20 feet. I'll tell you what I like dog parks for. I like them to be able to work a dog outside of the fence line, to teach the dogs to filter out the distractions of those other dogs and teach the dog to focus on me. 
focus on me. I like that. Okay. And the thing about why obedience is really important, your dog can't do two things at the same time. If you've got your dog trained to do some really reliable obedience commands, and one could be just a watch command where your dog's looking at you, well, your dog would have to give up that command, that behavior of watching you, to go after another dog. It can't do two things at the same time. So when you've got a dog that might be reactive around other dogs, first thing you do is you get some really good obedience training. Teach your dog to lay down on command and stay. Sit in command and stay. Teach the dog to um, you know watch you and look at you. Teach the dog to heal. And you start going through this obedience routine and working the dog and keeping the dog focused on you. But you're exposing your dog at a certain distance to other dogs, but a distance that your dog can handle. If you're too, if, if, if the dog's freaking out, that's not getting your dog desensitized. That's flooding your dog and that's going to make the problem even worse. Now, I always say this on the show. Most people underestimate how much time it takes to really get a well-trained dog and to deal with these problems. You know, this might take you, Eprin, this might take you know, a few months of, of working your dog, you know, daily, uh, at least working your dog, you know, you need to, you need to at least commit to working your dog. You know, if you want to make any headway with this, you know, about five days a week, you know, you take two days off, I suppose, but, um, it's going to take time and, and you have to know that you can't work faster than the dog's pace. Does that make sense? No, yes, it does. Thank you so much. Okay. Does that help you? Yes, it does. It helps a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, try that. Give it a shot. Um, if it's not working for you, give us a call again. We'll talk more about it. Um, you know, if you're really struggling with it and, and you need help, you can go to my dog training website at phoenixdogtraining.com and, and you can contact us if you need to. But uh, give that a shot. Okay. And don't be so concerned about your dog playing with every single dog. That That's more of an American obsession, the people that own the dogs. You know, I always tell people, you know, mm-hmm. The first day that your dog comes up to you and whispers in your ear, hey, I want to go to the dog park. Well, then take the dog to the dog park. But if that doesn't happen, don't worry about dog parks. And I feel the same way about doggy daycare. Listen, folks, I know you need to exercise your dog. I know that it the picture of having a dog running around in a dog park with other dogs frolicking is a beautiful sight. I get it. And I it, it's a well-intentioned idea. However... The problem with this well-intentioned idea is that if it weren't for dog parks, if it weren't for doggy daycare, I might not be in business as a trainer and a behaviorist, okay? Because they learn to go crazy around other dogs because there's a melee that happens in the dog parks. They learn to go crazy because there is a melee uh, at doggy daycare. So um, give that a shot. And let us know. Keep in touch with us. Let us know if that helps, okay? Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. Oh, you too. Have have a great weekend, okay? Thanks. So, folks, again, if you've got problems with your dog being reactive, you've got problems with your dog being aggressive um, you, with another dog, you don't just throw two dogs together. This is something that you start bringing them together at a distance, and it might take... Again, weeks, it might take months, um, until you can successfully actually be able to uh, get the dogs together where they're going to be calm and relaxed. Because if your dog can't be calm and relaxed around that dog at 30 feet, it's not going to be calm and relaxed at 2 feet. 
And you don't want dogs that are not calm, that are not relaxed. You don't want to bring those two dogs together. So you need to be able to be good at reading canine body language. Well, folks, we are just about out of time today. I want to thank everyone that submitted their questions or called in today. Brittany, thank you for helping out today. It's been a pleasure as usual. And to all our listeners, be sure to listen to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX next Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. where I will be answering more of your dog training and cat behavior questions. Have a great weekend. We are out of here. News. Talk. Sports. The Pulse of Arizona. 1100 KFNX.